This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 873, How to Be in the Top 1% of IELTS Candidates. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English with your hosts, former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer. With hundreds of band seven, eight, and nine success stories, our strategies are the smartest in the IELTS world. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. Today, you'll find out how to use the very native phrase ripped from the headlines about the 1%. Learn where to use it on IELTS and some additional band nine ideas and phrases about numbers and amounts. What defines an advanced English speaker? The ability to not only have interesting conversations with native speakers, but also the ability to be interesting in these conversations. Make an astute observation. Ask good questions. Speak with a confident pitch. These are conversational skills that require a special method and a structured study plan. Join our brand new B2 English fluency course. It's 100% based on interesting, spontaneous, unrehearsed video interviews with native speakers. Real English. Save up to $100 before June 7th and get a free bonus. Go to allearsenglish.com slash B2. That's allearsenglish.com slash letter B number two. Hey, Aubrey. How's it going? Hey, Jessica. I'm doing all right here. How's, how are things in Portland? Fantastic. Super fun. I made this, um, James and I made a, an exercise game. I've been saving all these like egg crate cartons, you know, because I was like, we can do some arts and crafts with this stuff. Sure. And so <laughs> um, I just made up this game, put like numbers at the bottom of all the, the egg crate holes. And then we like throw a dice at it and what and the numbers correspond to certain exercises like oh, like lifting I'm weights stealing that and doing idea. push-ups. It's super fun. <laughs> it's a great um, idea. Yeah. So fun with numbers. Guys. You know you're a mom when you like an egg carton or a box, you're like, I could maybe use this for entertainment oh my for my child. <laughs> Seriously. I go create I save all the, the egg cartons and the um toilet paper tubes, just like any source mm -hmm. of cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> I can use this. I know if if one of my kids fits in a box. Oh, we're not getting rid of that. That's going to oh be fun. Oh my gosh. Boxes? <laughs> yeah. Days of fun. Days. <laughs> um, guys, we are talking about numbers today, actually. So kind of corresponds with my story there. Um, we're, we got a really interesting Facebook question. So you're going to get some awesome vocabulary today and find out where to use it on your IELTS exam. Um, and I promise you guys, the stuff we're talking about today does not come from any textbook. So definitely suitable for that band seven or higher IELTS score. Um, but before we get to that, we do have a couple little announcements, guys. Some IELTS breaking news. Um, uh, we have another practice test in the course. Is that right, Aubrey? 
Yes, our fourth practice test that we have written. It's only available if you're a personal coach student. So if you are in Three Keys IELTS, upgrade to personal coach. If you're not, you need to get into Three Keys IELTS, allearsenglish.com slash keys, K-E-Y-S. We have thousands of students who have passed IELTS, gotten the scores they need through our system. And now you have the opportunity to have four full practice tests. Yes, guys. Um, and as soon as I finished creating this fourth practice test, I did invite some of our students that were already in the course to test it out, right? Make sure everything was on the level with the real IELTS exam. Um, so it is completely validated, completely something that you would find on the real IELTS exam, guys. So like Aubrey said, these extra practice tests, two additional practice tests are only for students in personal coach or personal coach gold. But yeah, check out all of your your options at allersenglish.com slash K-E-Y-S. Now, real fast, guys, one more piece of breaking news. Just recently, IELTS began offering an online IELTS test that you can do from home. So it's called the IELTS Indicator. And it is not meant to replace the actual IELTS exam, right? Because IELTS wants people to still go to the centers eventually. So they're not saying it's an exact replacement. That's why it's called the IELTS indicator. It's supposed to be for students who are applying to universities who need the academic scores to keep their applications moving forward. And it's only offered in places where the test centers are closed due to the health crisis. So guys, just check it out. Ask your organization if you could take it. Um, and if you can, be prepared with our computer-delivered IELTS course because Three Keys is the only IELTS course in the world that has a full course just for the computer-delivered exam. So wanted to put that out there, guys. In case this would help you, check out the IELTS indicator option. Um, okay. I think this makes it really clear why students need to be listening to our podcast. Don't miss an episode because Jessica did um, an episode about the indicator, all of the details you need to know. And if you're not listening, you might not even know about that, right? How are you going to find this breaking news? Right, guys. Yeah, I did a quick bonus as soon as I found out about it. So if you subscribe to this podcast, you won't miss any of the Breaking IELTS news. Um, okay. Actually, the phrase we're teaching you guys today, the number phrase, um, is often in breaking news, I would say. What oh, do you yeah. think? Yeah. Yes, definitely. This is definitely at the forefront of public awareness, we would say. It's <laughs> in the headlines for sure. So we had a student write into Facebook asking about when they see percentages, and often you'll just see 32% of people feel this way and there's no article, the or a or an, mm -hmm. but they were seeing that you'd see the article the with the 1% and the 99%. And so I was able to right away answer their question to let them know about these expressions that we use, the one percent or the one percenters sometimes we'll say. And so they got their question answered right away, but we want to do a podcast on this because it is a very interesting question. Yeah, totally. There's... Gosh, guys, there are so many places on the IELTS exam that you have to be able to talk about numbers correctly. I would say most obviously academic writing task one, right? So we're going to talk about the difference between all the percent words um, at the end of the show, but that's the most obvious place. But guys, even if you're a general student, like 
you're going to have to refer to amounts uh, in your letter, perhaps, and writing task two anywhere on the speaking test. So these phrases are super useful. And this phrase in particular, the 1%, so that definite article, the 1%, we use that to describe um, the tiny fraction of the world's population that are the wealthiest, the richest. So in the news, guys, whenever we're reading about the widening gap between the rich and the poor, also the shrinking middle class, those phrases, guys, are super useful. We'll tell you where in a second, specific topics on IELTS. But that phrase, it, it, we use it a lot today to describe how like there is this part of the population maybe in your country or maybe just around the globe. It's the, the tiniest part, the tiniest fraction, the 1%, and yet they control most of the wealth. So whatever opinions you have on that are great, but that phrase I think is really useful. Yeah, definitely. Because it is, it gets kind of political. A lot of people disagree about whether this is how it should be or what could change. But it's an expression that we would always use that we would say the 1%. And you will sometimes also hear the 99% to refer to the rest of us. <laughs> to <laughs> those who are not in the 1% wealthiest people in the world. Yeah. So guys, I encourage you guys to do some research on this. Like type in the 1% using the percentage symbol, okay? The 1%. Don't spell out the word. Um, and just read the two uh, news articles that pop up first, right? So you get some context for this. Because again, guys, keeping up on current events, right? This is so important for your IELTS exam. You need these ideas to support your opinions, to have something to say on the speaking and writing exams. So, okay, now where could this come up? Let's do a little brainstorm here about a possible task two question, because you could see this, guys, in task two, like a question about... um is does this exist right like is there um a wealth disparity maybe a problem solution like what problems does this cause what are the effects of having such a wide gap between the upper class and lower class for example um and what are some solutions like how could we distribute wealth more equitably so this this could be on the uh, really difficult question but i could see it being on there Oh, yeah, definitely. And you, this would be impressive to the examiner if you're aware of and can use the expression, the 1%, to say the 1% controls most of the wealth and the 99% are the rest of us, right? And I could see an opinion essay too, if they're yeah. saying this, uh, many people feel that 1% of the population controls most of the wealth. What is your opinion? Do, do you feel that this is a problem or not? Yeah, totally. And like anything related to um, consumerism as well, right? Um, if money also equates to power and if you feel like that is a just way to distribute the power, um, how could people who are not wealthy, how could they have more of a uh, control in their lives? How could they uh, have more of a say in government, right? Um, so guys, we have used some great vocab in this short conversation 
I do encourage you guys to listen to today's episode a couple times. Definitely come back to the blog, allearsenglish.com slash IELTS. This is episode 873. Because a lot of these ideas, guys, these are just the beginning sort of nuggets of opinions, right? I encourage you guys to read the blog post and then do some research, right? What are the feelings in um, your country and your culture about this? What are your personal opinions? And then leave a comment on the blog. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, I would love to hear your comments. This is definitely one of those things that are very polarizing, where people have very strong opinions. And it's something if, if you bring it up with um, English speakers, you will want to have some of this vocabulary to be able to talk about it. But you'll also want to know some facts, you know, you want to know some things you've read in the news, so that you have something to say. Yeah, I think I think just this conversation may um, be a bit mind boggling to listeners. Um, if you are just beginning your IELTS journey, guys, you might be thinking, what can this come up on the test? This test is too hard. Guys, that's why it's so important to have a study plan like we do in Three Keys IELTS because, yeah, it is a very difficult test, guys. You need to be ready to communicate in speaking or writing about so many different topics. So that's why you need a very solid study plan so you make sure to be getting all of these ideas, right? Reading the news, reading novels, listening to a wide variety of podcasts. So if you do, if your mind is indeed boggled, don't worry. We can sort it out in Three Keys IELTS. Go to allearsenglish.com slash K-E-Y-S. So a couple more places, guys, that these ideas and vocab will be useful. Um, the task two, like we talked about, and then speaking part three, there are often questions about consumerism and debt and shopping, right? Purchasing power. Um, the, a phrase comes to mind that would be useful, keeping up with the Joneses. We may mm. have mentioned that phrase before, but it's this idea of like um, people compete with each other to look wealthy, right? To appear yes. like they are in um, the upper class, whether they are or not. So even if you are more middle class, like you, most of us, I guess, would be, um, if you're more towards the middle, you don't want to look like that, right? So you go into debt trying to buy the newest iPhone and the coolest car. So right. that phrase, guys, Google it to get some context. Keep do you feel up. like that's something yeah. you do, Jessica? Do you try to keep up with the Joneses? Oh, heck no. no. I don't, you know, luckily where I live, that's not much of a thing. Because even um, even people who like, they might own a chain of restaurants and, you know, live in an enormous house or whatever, they still just wear yoga pants and hoodies the rest right. of the time. Like nobody really like flaunts their wealth here. <laughs> nice. That's, Portland's an amazing city. <laughs> it's, it's nice. Everywhere what about where you like live? That. I do see people do that. Sometimes I'll feel like someone will be talking about getting a boat and they'll even say, oh, I got it because my neighbors had one and I was jealous. No. That's like textbook keeping up with the Joneses. And there's a lot oh. of debt that can be incurred when oh, someone gosh, does yeah. something like that. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Oh guys, please tell us if keeping up with the Joneses is a thing in your culture. I really want to know. Um, okay guys. So before we finish up today, we just want to explain the difference between a few words that we see used, um, incorrectly all the time in academic task one. So the difference between percent and percentage. So what's, what's the difference between those two words? Right. So you're when you're giving a number for task one and you want to say 32% of people, you would never use percentage there. You provide the number and then you say the percent. You can either write the symbol or write out percent. I get that question a lot for task two. Do I need to write out the symbols? Either works, right? It I, is a- I actually, I'm going to push back a little bit there. Mm. Yeah, because you can totally. You can choose to write either it way. It is more formal though to write out percent, right? Um, I feel like it's a bit of a waste of time because it's you're you're spending more time to write out the word percent where you could just write the symbol. And I think like, I mean, if you look at the newspaper, you're going to see the symbol more than you see the word spelled out. Um, so I think just use the symbol, guys, whenever you're in doubt, especially academic task one, because you need to give so many numbers. And so you're going to waste a lot of time writing out the word percent all the time if that's your choice. So my advice is just use the symbol, actually. That's a good point. And numbers, too, right? You don't want to write out yes. a number. A lot of English teachers will tell you, write out the numbers. But no, it takes too much time. Then you are risking spelling words incorrectly. You can write the numbers and the symbols. Definitely. Yeah, just use use the numerals and the symbols, guys, for sure, in academic task one. So yeah, if you have a number like 32, just use the, the symbol, right, for percent. Um, but there, we would never say percentage. So um, if you're descri- if you're not giving a specific number, if you're just like in the an overall trend, for example, you could be like um, the widest, uh, let me see, the largest percentage was seen in, among women, for example. So nothing specific, just an overall description. Right. So like adjective and then percentage. I think that would be an easy rule to remember. Yes. And then there's also the word percentile, which I hear this all the time at the pediatrician when they say your daughter is in the fifth percentile for weight. Right. They're talking about out of 100. Where do you fit on that scale? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's such a specific meaning and usage of this word percentile. So guys, um, definitely like make sure you understand what it means. I think it is useful, but not in academic task one. I think it just if you're going to use it, it'll, it'll probably be wrong. So I'm going to say just don't use it in academic task one. You don't need it. All right. You don't need it. The vocab score is going to come from using amazing adjectives and adverbs and paraphrasing the topic. That's where your vocab score is, not in using percentile correctly. So I think you could use this um, on the speaking test, though, maybe describing yourself, right, in your childhood. Be like, well, when I was little, um, I was in the 99th percentile for height, um, but then I didn't really grow too much after that, and now I'm really short or something. (laughs) I think you could use it like that, but um, otherwise, like, don't don't worry about that word. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is a tricky one to use. You guys come and check out episode 685. We did an episode with band nine vocab for change over time essays for task one. You do want that high level vocabulary to be able to describe these graphs and charts and, and how they change over time. So come back to the blog. Episode 685. We'll have a link to that there. 
Yes. Awesome, guys. Um, and again, we have gone through so much amazing information today, guys. Um, and yeah, it's true. The IELTS exam is really tough. So if you are taking IELTS this year, guys, check out Three Keys IELTS. Thousands of, of students have already been through our system and they're done with IELTS. And again, we're the only ones with a course just for the computer delivered version. So check it out, guys. We have an additional practice test now, like we said. So go to allearsenglish.com slash K-E-Y-S. All right, Rad, Aubrey, this is this has been a delightful conversation. It was, yeah, it was such a good question. You guys need to get into Three Keys Out so you can get in our Facebook group and have questions like this answered because it's so interesting to read all of the answers and get all this great information. Yes, totally. All right, Aubrey, enjoy the rest of your day. You too. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.